This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Rava. Well, <clears throat> this morning I want to talk to you about the unbreakable bond we have with God in Jesus. The title is coming up there now. So, the unbreakable bond that we have with God in Jesus. <clears throat> now, I am sure that you are convinced that you are established and you know that you have an unbreakable bond with God. But life happens. Sometimes we judge ourselves by ourselves and, you know, with shame, with guilt, with condemnation or just failure or just failing to do things and Sometimes we forget about a one, the wonderful grace of God, the wonderful love of God. And sometimes we have a tendency to begin to feel like God feels that way about us. And we know that He doesn't. And you know, religion teaches a certain thing, depending on what religion it is. And legalism teaches another thing and tells you that God's love is conditional, that you can lose your bond with God, that it can be broken. And I want to tell you today... And I want to remind you, and I'm going to show you from Scripture, how we have an unbreakable bond with God in Jesus and because of Jesus, but because of God's love, grace, and His faithfulness. Amen. So you, if you're a believer, you have an unbreakable bond with God. Nothing and no one can ever break that bond. Amen. And the reason why we need to be reminded of that, or one of the reasons at least, is because oftentimes we have a tendency to equate our relationship with God in the way that we have relationships with other people, with human beings, you know, with others like we are. And as you know, those fluctuate, those change. I mean, I think about me today, people that I used to be friends with in elementary school I, I'm hardly friends with any of them. I don't even know <laughs> where most of them are. People that I used to be friends with in high school, people that I used to be friends with in the army, I very few of us stay in touch, and many have, you know, we've lost touch, and the, <laughs> the, we had a bond at one time. I mean, I think of the people that were my best friends growing up. They're not really my best friends anymore. Now, you know, if you're blessed to have someone who stayed with you throughout your life, praise God for that. But most of us can relate to what I'm saying here today. This is that human relationships are dynamic. They change. Sometimes our bond with someone is broken as a result of death. Someone goes to be with the Lord before us. And so we're no longer able to enjoy the bond with that person because they're no longer with us. And so when it comes to relationships, they fluctuate, they change. And sometimes, you know, along with religion and along with legalistic teaching, we have a tendency to transfer that into our relationship with God. And sometimes, you know, we feel like we lo we've lost our bond with God or we're losing our bond with God or perhaps, you know, it's just not what it should be. And I want to tell you today that unlike human relationships, our relationship with God does not change because it's not on the basis of our effort, 
our merit, our performance. It's not on the basis of anything we've done. It's on the basis of what He has done for us in Jesus. All we do is put our trust and confidence in that, in Jesus and the finished work of the cross, and we have a relationship with God. But we also have a bond with God as a result of that. So when we receive salvation in Jesus, we are bonded to God in Jesus and through Jesus, and it is an unbreakable, unchangeable bond. And we need to be established in that because as we go through life, as relationships come and go in our lives, as we struggle with certain relationships in our life, sometimes, you know, people feel lonely. I think loneliness is more of an issue than anyone is willing to admit. But we can have people around us and still feel lonely, still feel like we're alone. And I want to remind you today, you have a bond, an unbreakable bond with God. You are never alone. You are never without God. You have an unbreakable bond with Him. Amen. And so because of what God has done for us in Jesus, the believer gets to enjoy that unbreakable bond with Him. You see, we need to receive salvation in Jesus and become a believer. This is why we call ourselves believers. And when we enter into that salvation, when we receive it, that's when that bond takes place. It doesn't take place as we perform, as we work on it. Now, it's great to work on our relationship with God. It's great to build on it. It's great to get to know more. It's great to engage more. But I want to tell you that the moment you receive salvation in Jesus, you're also bonded with God. And it's an unbreakable bond. Amen. And so that wonderful unbreakable bond is based on God's unconditional love for you. It is based on His grace for you and toward you. It is based on His faithfulness. Not your faithfulness, His faithfulness. Your faithfulness, it's great to be faithful. It's great to feel good about our bond with God. But your faithfulness doesn't enhance, doesn't make your bond with God more or better. Because it's not on the basis of your faithfulness. It's on the basis of His faithfulness. Our bond with God is not based on our circumstances. It's not based on our merits. It is based purely on God's unconditional love, His grace, His mercy, His faithfulness. Amen? Ultimately, our bond with God is established and sustained by Jesus and His redemptive work. It is established by Jesus and the finished work of the cross. That is the basis of your bond with God. That's why it is unbreakable. <laughs> you have an eternal, lasting, permanent bond with God. Through times that are good, through times that are low, you know, through whatever you go through, you always have that bond with God. And you know, when I was preparing for this, when I was just praying and just communicating with the Lord and waiting on Him, you know, He kind of... I said, Lord, can you give me an idea of what this bond is like, what it looks like? And he reminded me of two relationships that I've, one that I've had the privilege to enjoy until about a year ago, all my life, and then the one that I currently enjoy. And that is the relationship with my mom. You know, I think about everything as a teenager, as a young person, 
I can imagine as a toddler, I don't know what I did, to, what I did, and I'm sure I wasn't good all the time. I know that as a teen and as a young man, I didn't always make the best of decisions, and I know that I made her life a little more difficult at times by the decisions that I made and the things that I did. But yet, through it all, she never made me feel rejected. She never made me. She never made me feel like I lost my bond with her. In actual fact, she would always bring me back to that bond and always reassure me. Yes, she corrected me. Yes, she put me in my place. Yes, she showed me a different way. But I never doubted the bond that I had with her. And then I think about the bond that I have with my daughter. I mean, yes, I wanted to be strong and all that at the end of the day. But the point is, is, is that when she was born into my family, when she became my daughter, we had an immediate bond. And that bond is never going to change. She can do things and she can be this and she can do what I did as a young man when I didn't always make the best of decisions. And I may get upset with her. I may do this. And I know that Helena agrees with us as, as a mom. But we have a bond that cannot be broken, that can never change. And, you know, God said to me, well, there you have two human bonds that are pretty strong, that are pretty awesome. And he said to me, multiply that by a billion and that'll give you a clue, an idea of the bond that you have with me. And I thought, wow, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I cannot even compute that in my mind. And I know that he was, it, it's, it, the point that he was making is that it's limitless, that it's endless. And I thought, that is pretty awesome. And he reminded me, you have that bond with me because of what I've done for you in and through Jesus. And I thought, wow. Now I understand that no matter what I do, no matter what I go through, that bond never changes. Now, you know, the legalist will say, well, that's just giving people a license to do this and not care and all that. Well, you know, if someone's going to read that into that, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to help you more than just point you to the gospel. Amen. But at the end of the day, that is truth. You have an unbreakable bond with God. You see, our bond with God transcends time and space did you hear what i said our bond with god transcends time and space and it is unbreakable this is what i want to talk to you about today so let's begin by looking at genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 the first part of that verse now look at that it says <clears throat> this is now talking about creation and when he was creating Mankind, human beings. Watch what it says in that first part of that verse. And God said, let us make man in our image. Look at that. After our likeness. So God was speaking about himself, about Jesus the Son, and about the Holy Spirit. The Trinity as we know it. The three in one God. And he says, let us make a being. A human being who is in our image and who is after our likeness. Now, what does it tell us? I mean, it tells us something pretty awesome. Besides the obvious that we already know about creation, about mankind and all that. What we see in that is, is that the reason why he wanted someone that was in his image, the reason why he wanted someone in his likeness, was because he wanted someone he could have a bond with. 
someone he could enjoy a bond with. Are you with me? I mean, when we create human bonds, it is because we have a likeness with each other. It is because there is something about the two of us that just connects, that just fits, that ends up causing and developing a bond. I think about the bond that I have with Helena as my wife and the hope she has with, with me as her husband. I know she does. It is because we have the love for each other, because we have that specialness for each other that creates a bond. And this is the very same thing. God is saying, I want to create. And he speaks to, I mean, he, God wasn't alone. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But yet he says, let's create someone else who is like us who bears our image, who we can have a bond with, who qu we can enjoy a bond with. And that's pretty awesome. So as human beings, God's desire has always been for us to enjoy a bond with Him. Do you realize that? Do you realize that regardless of how you came to be, regardless of the circumstances of your conception, your birth, and the conditions, Ultimately, God knew you were going to be born. God knew that you were going to be. And the reason for that was is that because He wanted and He does want to bond with you. It's pretty awesome. And then as you know, the fall happened. God told Adam not to eat from a certain tree. And He said, the day you eat of it, you will surely die. And He wasn't talking about physical death. He was talking about spiritual death. In other words, he would be separated. He would be alienated from God. In other words, that bond would be broken. That bond would be removed. There would be a gap between human beings and God if Adam did that. And did Adam obey God? Of course he didn't. And so look at this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. What happens there? This is after the fall. And they heard, that's Adam and Eve, the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So what we see there, right there, is, is that God would come down during the day, in the cool of the day, and he would come to spend time with Adam and Eve. He would come to live out, to express, to enjoy the bond that he had with them. But because of Adam's disobedience, that bond was interfered with. That bond was removed. There was a gap now, and this is why they wanted to hide from them, because now they died spiritually. They were separated from him. That bond was broken, and so this is why they were hiding from him. But praise God for Jesus and, and Jesus' willingness to sacrifice himself to redeem us, to restore that bond. Amen. That's the reason why Jesus came. He came to save us, as we say, but really it was to restore that bond with God. It was to give us the opportunity to receive salvation in Jesus, to understand that we are redeemed in and by him so that we can enjoy that bond with God. And so through Jesus and the finished work of redemption, God bridged the gap that Adam's sin created. Aren't you glad about that? 
praise God for that, that we can enjoy a bond with God because of Jesus. So you see what happened is, is that God created us to have someone to bond with so we can have a bond with Him. Our failure, our sin messed it up and created a gap and broke that bond. And what did God do? He sent His Son Jesus so that that bond could be restored. That shows you the heart of God as far as having a bond with you and wanting to be bonded with you. Amen. Praise God for that. So restoring our bond with God was His idea. He's the one that wanted to restore that bond. He's, he could have easily just said, well, you know, I gave them a chance. It's done. <laughs> Let them live out in sin. Let them be, you know, condemned and damned. And we'll just move on and I'll try again. But no. Instead, he extended forgiveness. He extended grace because he loves us. And he did everything necessary to restore that bond once for all and eternally in Jesus. Amen. I mean, that shows us the heart of God as far as having a bond with us. And you know, the reason why I'm sharing this, I mean, I was thinking while I was preparing, I was thinking, Lord, why do, we, why do you want me to emphasize this? And he said to me, my people need to be reminded. They need to be well established in the bond that they have with me because it is unbreakable. It is unchanging because it's not based on their merit, their performance, their religious performance. It is based on them trusting in Jesus and the finished work of the cross. Praise God. And we need to be reminded of that bond because there are times when we feel lonely. There are times when we feel like, where is God? There are times when we feel, what is going on? Why isn't God answering my prayers? This has been so frustrating. I mean, I'm faking it until I make it. I'm faithing it until I make it. But what is going on? And I hear the voice of God today say, I have a bond with you. I have never left you. I never will. I'll never leave you or forsake you because I have an unbreakable bond with you. I am here with you. I'm getting through this with you. I'm helping you. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not another train. It's an exit out of the tunnel. Amen. Praise God. So the moment we receive salvation in Jesus, we become one with Him. And thus, we become eternally bonded to Him. And of course, it's talking about God too. Praise God. So let's have a look at some of that. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Watch this. It says, But now, in Christ Jesus, look at that phrase, you who sometimes were far off, notice, were, past tense, are, present tense, made nigh by the blood of Christ. So there was a time when you didn't have a bond with God. But now, you have a bond with God. And that is because of Jesus and Him shedding His blood to sacrifice Himself for you so that He would take the punishment of your sin, so that He would die for you and as you in your fallen state and thus give you new birth, new identity in Jesus. This is why it's in Christ Jesus. And this is why you were without a bond with God, but now you are bonded to God. I mean, that alone shows us that. Let's have a look at that same portion from the Passion Translation to see how it puts it in to help us understand it even most, more so as it amplifies it and transliterates us. Watch this now. 
It says, yet look at you now. Talking about someone who became a believer and received salvation in Jesus. He says, yet look at you now. Everything is new. Although you were, notice, were once distant and far away from God. In other words, without a bond with God. Now you have been brought delightfully close to Him through the sacred blood of Jesus. So what is the basis of your bond? The sacrifice of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Not your merit, not your performance, not your doing. You have, watch this, I love this. You have actually been united to Christ. I mean, how much more of a bond will you have if you have been united to Him? You know, the other day I was making hot tea. And as you know, I love hot tea. And so I poured the water in and then I put the tea bag in. And I saw the tea bag just release the tea flavor into the water. And it just bonded and it became one. <laughs> and I was thinking about this because I was preparing prayerfully during the week. And so I, as I was watching this tea just blend in with the clear water, I thought to myself, even if I tried, I could never reverse that. If I can, I would have to get chemicals, machines, and all kinds of things. But just naturally speaking, I cannot undo what, I, what just happened with a tea bag in that water, that hot water. I cannot reverse that process myself right there and then because now it's united, it's become one. And that's exactly what this picture is here. He says, you were without a bond with God because of sin. But now, since you've received salvation in Jesus, you are brand new. And now you are delightfully close to Him. And in actual fact, you are united with Christ. Just like that tea blends with the water and it's permanent, it's the same way. You are one with Christ. In other words, you have a bond with God. Praise God for that. Amen. So it's the blood of Jesus which qualifies us to once more have and enjoy a bond with God. Not your merit, not your performance. And I don't exactly know why. I'm just emphasizing some of these things and sharing some of these things. But I believe that God just wants to highlight that in your life remind you of that and just amplify that in your life and solidify you in that truth because let's face it we all go through times we all face hardships we all face sickness we all face lack we all face different circumstances in our lives and sometimes even though there's people around us it can feel real lonely and i hear god saying you're never alone you have a bond with me you are permanently eternally bonded with me Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Let's take a look at that. Uh, we're going to look at it again because I want to point something out here which is in a different color and bold there. Watch this. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now, we've just looked at that, but I want to highlight that in over there. Notice that word in tells us who the basis of our bond with God is and how we are to live in it as well. Do you see that? It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you have a bond with God. So the basis of our bond with God is Jesus. And how are we to live in that bond? On the basis of who we are in Jesus. 
not who you are in yourself, not who religion tells you you are, not who legalistic teaching tells you you are, but in Christ Jesus. This is why that bond never wavers. That's why that bond never changes. You can be at your worst. You can be going through the biggest pity party of all. You still have a bond with God because it's on the basis of who you are and what you have in Jesus. Amen. And you know, again, as I was preparing, I was thinking, Lord, how can I illustrate that? Give me some ways to help me understand that so that I can also convey that to your people. And he reminded me of a fish. I saw the ocean. It was almost like I was in the middle of the ocean looking at all the creatures in the water. And I saw this fish, many types of fish. But I saw this one specific one. And it's almost like God was saying to me, you see, like a fish lives in the ocean and lives off the resources of the ocean. This is how you are to live in Jesus and of the resources that you have in Jesus. And I thought, wow, that's pretty awesome. That helps me understand my bond with God. I am in Christ, in Jesus, and therefore I live by Jesus, just like a fish in the ocean. And I thought, that is awesome. And then he showed me a pregnant woman. And he said to me, like an unborn child lives in their mother and thus lives off the life of the mother until it's born. So are we to live in Jesus and by the life of Jesus. That is the basis of your bond. And I thought, that is so awesome. I am in Christ and therefore I live off Christ and therefore that's the basis of my bond with God. And that's, I'm talking about you. You who are a believer, that's how you're to live. That is the basis of your bond that you have with God. And you know, in so many different places in Scripture, but I want to show you two today, Jesus actually <laughs> reiterated that. He actually um, confirmed that and showed us that truth. Here's one example. John 15 verse 5, the first part of that verse. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now just think of that. You have a vine, and it, it has many branches. They go all over the place. But ultimately, none of those branches can survive without being connected to the vine. Amen. And so in the same way, what Jesus was saying there is, I am the source. You are in me. And you live off of me. And therefore, that's why we have a bond. In many ways, when we see what we've just read, what Jesus was saying is, is that you have a bond with me. And that bond is on the basis of your connection with me. Praise God. Just like the fish, just like the uh, pregnant woman, the baby and the pregnant woman. Amen. And here's another Colossians 1.18. Talking about Jesus. And he is the head of the body, the church. Now, this is using the analogy of our human body. And he says, Jesus, and it says, Jesus is the head of our body. Once more, that shows us the kind of bond that we have with him. We live in him 
and we live by him. He's the head. Without a head, we cannot function. Isn't that so? And so we are part of who he is, and we live by him, because the head ultimately controls the whole body. The, the brain function is where it all happens. And so the point again we see there is, is that we live in him and we live by him. And that's the basis of our bond with God. Amen. So just like the rest of our body relates to our head, we are to relate to Jesus. We are bonded with him. I mean, I haven't seen anyone who could take their head off and put it next to them and say, you know, I just want to have a little space. I've been thinking too much and all the thoughts have been freaking me out. So I just want to separate, <laughs> separate myself from my head. Well, you know, that, that cannot happen. We are permanently bonded to our head. And in the same way, he's using that analogy to explain to us that we have a permanent eternal bond with God. So we are divinely and powerfully bonded in God or to God in Jesus. Amen. Aren't you glad about that? I hope you are. I mean, I'm not hearing those amens or hallelujahs, but I trust that you are. And so when God speaks of our bond with him, he never talks about it in a superficial way. He never talks about it in a temporary way. He always talks about it in a deep, deeply rooted eternal and unbreakable manner i mean this could probably become a series if we wanted to but when i look at all the scriptures and as i was studying as i was preparing i saw whenever god speaks of our bond with him he never talks about it in a superficial way in a make-believe kind of way in a temporal way he always speaks about it in a deep eternal and unbreakable way because that's the kind of bond we have with him and you know <laughs> one person that had a revelation of this in the early days of the church i mean many did but one person who we know wrote about it is the apostle paul he certainly had a revelation of the bond that he had with god in jesus let me show it to you in romans chapter 8 verse 38 and 39 watch what he says he says for i am persuaded in other words, he is totally and absolutely convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us, he's talking about the believer, from the love of God, which is, watch us, in Christ Jesus our Lord. So in essence, what Paul is saying right there is, is that there is absolutely nothing and no one that can undo the bond that I have with God in Jesus. Absolutely nothing and no one. So we have an unbreakable eternal bond with God. Let's have a look at that same portion from the Passion Translation. Watch how it puts it. So now, <laughs> I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I am convinced that His love will triumph over death, life troubles, fallen angels, or dog rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our pre <coughs> present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. There is no power above us or beneath us 
No power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. I mean, that is just absolutely and totally awesome. If for any reason you had any doubt of the bond that you have with God, I hope that what I've shared with you so far has convinced you, has reminded you and has deepened your understanding of the bond that you have with God. It is unbreakable. It is unchanging. Amen. Praise God for that. You see, our bond with God in Jesus transcends everything and everyone. It doesn't just transcend time and space, but it also transcends everything and everyone as we've just seen. So nothing and no one can change the bond that you have with God. You see, our bond with God is and will always be firm and strong because it's based on Jesus and what He has done to redeem us. I know that I've said that many times, but I need to re-emphasize it and repeat it so we understand that. Praise God for the wonderful bond we have in Jesus. You know, I think about (laughs) many, many years ago, when I was part of a legalistic environment, and that's what I taught, and that's all I knew. I remember there was a time when I had done something that wasn't the best. Now, it wasn't anything sinful or anything like that. (laughs) I had basically just displeased this person who was um, my leader, if you will. And I remember just that person getting very legalistic with me, rebuking me, making me feel like I was the worst thing out and telling me that I'm putting my salvation at risk and, you know, I'm putting my family's salvation at risk and we could all end up in hell and I could end up. And I mean, all this legalistic stuff was fired at me. And at that time, being much younger and naive in many ways and not understanding gospel truth, I remember going home that day and taking to heart, because I had great respect for this person, I, that's all I knew, that's all I understood. And so I believe that to be gospel, I believe that to be God. And so I remember going home and being totally devastated for, for many days, and literally just getting into depression and grieving, and this was the intent of the person. And, you know, looking back, I realized and I see they were just trying to manipulate me so they could control me so that they could basically dictate my life and just, I guess, control my life. But praise God for the gospel truth. And, you know, the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because when we don't have the revelation that we are sharing with you today about our bond with God, which is unbreakable and unchanging. And we've seen so much already about that. We can be led down this path that can be destructive, unnecessary, and really just destructive in our lives on the inside. Amen. And ultimately it will manifest on the outside. And you know, when I think about Christendom, I see many Christians that have been destroyed because of situations like that, that live in fear because of situations like that. They live basically to try and please and appease institutions, people, men, women of God, as they call themselves. And at the end of the day, they've lost sight of the bond that they have with God. No one can take it away. Nothing can take it away. I've just shared with you and shown you that there is no time. The time cannot 
uh, take it away. Space cannot take it away. Nothing and no one can take that bond away because it transcends all of that. Amen. So we need to be well established in our bond that we have with God because it is unbreakable. Now, at the same time, some think that their merit and performance can break the bond that they have with God in Jesus. In other words, if they don't perform, it can break that bond. If they don't live up to certain of God's standards, that bond can be broken. And that is far from the truth. That's why we have Jesus and the finished work of the cross. That's why God wants to remind us over and over that the basis of our bond with Him is unbreakable because it is based on who we are and what we have in Jesus. Amen. Look at Romans chapter 7 verse 4. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, so it's, (laughs) it's speaking to believers, you also are become dead to the law. In other words, you no longer need to relate to God by your merit, your performance. That's why it's called grace. Now, it doesn't mean that we disregard the law. It doesn't mean that we hate the law. Not at all. It's just not the basis of our relationship with God. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law. So you have died to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another. You see, some people think that they are married to the law. In other words, do, do, and you get. Don't do, you don't get. It says here, no, you are not married to the law anymore. You've died to it. Even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. That portion right there shows us that the basis of our bond with God is not God's law. It is His grace. It is Jesus and the finished work of the cross. Amen. Praise God for that. Let's read that same verse from the Living Bible. Watch this, that translation. It says, Your husband, your master, used to be the Jewish law. But you died, as it were, with Christ on the cross. And since you are dead, in other words, who you were in fallen Adam, you are no longer married to the law. In other words, you no longer need to relate to God by law, by your merit, by your performance. And it has no more control over you. See that? So you shouldn't be determining the basis of your bond with God on your merit or performance. Because it says you died to that system. You don't relate to God that way. Then you came back to life again when Christ did and are, uh, what, uh, yeah, and are a new person. And now you are married, so to speak, to the one who rose from the dead, that's Jesus, so that you can produce good fruit, that is, good deeds for God. In other words, you are married to the Lord Jesus. You are united with Him. And that's the basis of your bond, which is the grace and the love of God. Amen. So you can see from that, this is that our bond with Jesus is like a bond a husband and a wife have. It is undeniable and true. Now I know that, again, if we look at natural marriages, some end up in divorce, some don't get along, and you think, well, they don't exactly have much of a bond. But what I'm saying to you is, is that regardless of where their relationship is at and what the dynamic of their relationship is, they still have an undeniable divine bond because that is outside of the dynamics of their relationship, of their doing or not doing towards each other. Once they they committed to marry each other 
and they said I do, God unites them, as the Bible says, and they have a bond. Whether they get along or not, years from there, whether the dynamics change or not, they still have a bond, a divine bond from God. And this is the analogy that he's using here in Romans that we've just read. He says, a husband and wife have a bond. And there was a time when you had a bond to God's law. You were obligated to perform in order to have God's acceptance, God's approval. He says, but you know that never worked because you're not perfect and you can't live up to a perfect standard. So now God has divorced you and, and divorced in the sense that you died to the law. And so now you are free to marry Jesus, who's grace and thus relate to God that way and be bonded to him. So it's using the typology of a bond that a husband and wife have. I mean, we see this in Genesis 2, verse 24. Look at this, God speaking here. He says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Right there, God speaks about the bond that a husband and wife have when they get married. Regardless of the dynamics of their personalities, of getting along, not getting along, they have a bond. And I mean, I think about Helene and I. We come from different worlds, if you will. We come from different cultures. We are different people. We are different personalities. But when we said our do and we married, we know that that day before God, when we declared our vows and we said our do, we know that we were joined together by God. This is why what I feel about her, I don't feel for anyone else. The loyalty, the faithfulness, the, the attraction, the draw is, I don't have that for anyone else. I don't want to have it for anyone else. I'm not interested in having it for anyone else because of the bond that I have with God. You see, only God could do that. Men can't do that. People can't do that. No one can do that. Only God can do that. And so, you know, at times do we get along? I'll be truthful. No. At times do we disagree more, to, more than I'm willing to admit. But at the end of the day, it, what keeps us together is that bond that we have from God. And this is what, it, this is what it's referring to here in the sense and in the context of our bond with God. We have an eternal bond with Him that is unbreakable, unchanging. Amen. And I don't know why I'm hopping on that, but I guess God wants us to hear it. You see, the bond we have with God in Jesus is based on Jesus, on His faith, and on His faithfulness, not our own. The bond that we please listen to that carefully. The bond we have with God is not based on our faith. It's not based on our faithfulness. No, it's based on Jesus' faith and Jesus' faithfulness. And this is why all we, <laughs> if anything, all we need to do is put our trust and confidence in Him, in Jesus' faith and Jesus' faithfulness, because that's what makes our bond unbreakable and unchanging. Did you hear what I said? Let me show you that in Galatians 2 verse 20. Watch what it says. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, watch this, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at that real carefully. By whose faith do you live your saved life? 
by the faith of Jesus. Sadly, most modern translations change that off to in, and thus change the meaning and change doctrine right there. But you see there that we live by the faith of Jesus. So by whose faith, <laughs> or what is the basis of your bond with God? The, the faith basis of your bond with God is the faith of Jesus. That's the point I'm trying to make. There. That's what I want to show you there. So we are bonded to God because of the faith of Jesus. That's why we can live with certainty and assurance that we have an eternal, unbreakable bond with God in Jesus. And we can look forward to it the rest of our lives, and we can look forward to it for eternity. Amen? Because our bond with God is on the basis of Jesus' faith, not our own. Amen? Then also remember I said it's His faithfulness. Galatians 2 verse 16 from the Passion. Watch this. We know full well that we don't receive God's perfect righteousness as a reward for keeping the law. Why? Because we don't relate to God by law. We cannot do it. Watch this now. But <laughs> by the faith of Jesus, the Messiah, watch this. His faithfulness, not ours, has saved us. And we have received God's perfect righteousness. Now we know that God accepts no one by the keeping of religious laws. So what you see right there, again, that our bond with God is on the basis of Jesus' faith. And it's also based on His faithfulness. So whose faith did it take to restore our bond with God? Jesus. And who's the one that keeps that bond strong and unbreakable? Who's faithful to that bond? Jesus. It's His faithfulness. Amen. This is why it's called grace. And that's why it's called redemption. That's why it's called the gospel. Praise God that our bond with God is unbreakable because of Jesus. Amen. It's not based on our performance. Let's end off with this one. Ephesians 2 verse 7 from the New Living Translation. Now here's Paul talking about believers in his time. Make sure you get that He's talking about believers in his time. And he refers to us in time to come who are here now. Watch this. He says to them, So God can point to us, referring to those who were alive then in his time as believers. So God can point to us in all future ages, in other words, in time to come, as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all He has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. So what Paul in essence is saying is, is that we serve as examples. We who are alive now in East time serve as examples for future believers of the unbreakable bond believers have with God in Jesus. That's in essence another way to we can put what he just said right there. And praise God for that. So we who are alive now will also serve as examples of the unbreakable bond we have with God in Jesus for those in time to come. Just like he said it in his time. Amen. And that's the point he was making there. So the bond we have with God in Jesus is a treasure that we have beyond measure. Wouldn't you agree? You can't put a price tag to it. You can't equate it. You can't measure it. But praise God that we have it. It's a bond that gives us hope in times of despair. It gives us strength in times of weakness and assurance in times of uncertainty. 
And I know that in my own life I have found that. When I feel despair, my bond with God gives me hope. When I feel weak at times, my bond with God gives me strength. When at times I feel uncertain, my, my bond with God gives me assurance. And I'm sure that that is the case with you and will be the case with you in time to come. So praise God for our unbreakable bond with God in Jesus. Amen. And may we live anchored in that truth <laughs> more than ever before and from here on. More so. Amen. We trust that you are blessed by this message. For more information about our ministry or to make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel, please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com.